Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of the Restoring Report podcast. Super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a show about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today I've got something, a video for you that I'm actually going to be reviewing that is right in line with that mission statement. I'm going to be reacting to Matt Walsh reacting to TikTok marriage advice, which based on what I've seen in the past is not uh, stellar. So I think this is going to have a lot of funny parts to it. Hopefully it'll be a lot of, uh, uh, you know, it's good to laugh at bad advice because they're, the only thing it's good for is humor, really. See, so, you know, it's out there. Bad advice is out there everywhere. At some point you have to stop um, trying to make sure everybody has good advice and just start laughing at the bad advice <laughs> that, ends, that ends up ruining people's lives and just creating these unhealthy situations and I'm not, um, you know, c- coming across as condemning to somebody who simply disagrees with me here. These opinions that we are going to be listening to today are pretty extreme opinions. I don't think that many, you know, most people who are pursuing the goal of healthy marriage will not agree with these at all. So it is just good to laugh at them. I think personally, uh, it's super entertaining. I love to do these videos because it, it's uh, entertaining for me personally. And hopefully because I'm entertained, you'll be entertained as my audience. So really excited to get into this. As I said, I'm going to be reacting to Matt Walsh, reacting to TikTok marriage advice so let's, without further ado let's go ahead and get into it so for everybody's uh, favorite communist holiday labor day we thought we'd come outside and uh, do a little cookout again with our favorite company good ranchers who have supplied all the food and we're also we, we've returned to my roots in my old studio here behind in front of the sheet now that we're here actually i'm not exactly sure why we have the sheet here it doesn't make a lot of sense but we have it so we're just going to roll with it and, uh, you know, as we tend to do as any good dad, as I'm uh, flipping burgers here, we're going to, I'm going to give a little bit of advice based on the TikTok marriage advice that's out there. Um, so it's really going to be more of a corrective. We'll watch some of those videos. I'll tell you why they're wrong. And then I'll tell you what the actual good advice is. So let's go. Let's get started. What is the best age to get married. It's not in your 20s. It's a better idea for you to get married in your 30s because you've gone through all the changes and you are more settled. You come into your own in your 30s. And I think that's a very good time 
to get married. I got. So why get married? What this? Yeah, this woman is. Uh, uh, totally agree with her. I mean, uh, why spend more of your life with your spouse when you could spend less, right? Why? Why uh, get married now when you can do it later? Why uh, postpone it? Why? Why do it now when you could postpone it? Because obviously, marriage isn't something that you want to do for a long time, right? It's not really a good thing. It's not really a fun thing. It's just something that you want to uh, do maybe out of necessity or social pressure in your 40s, 30s, or 40s. Uh, you don't want to actually spend the majority of your life with your spouse. Why would you want to do that? This is absolutely, by the way, if you can't tell I'm being extremely sarcastic, this woman is absolutely uh, giving very bad advice. Um, as I will hope, um, Matt Walsh is going to say here, um, obviously, you know what I think about people who say that we should put postpone marriage into the future. I think that comes with very serious consequences, particularly for believers. Um and first of all, I mean, anybody who's saying that you should postpone marriage and not get married as early as possible is saying basically that it's not the best way to live your life and that there are better ways to live your life. And if people are saying there's better ways to live your life than married, then I don't envy their marriage. <laughs> Does that make sense? If they're saying there are better ways to live your life, then um, if older couples are advising you to uh, wait, have fun while you're young, um, basically postpone marriage for as long as humanly possible, then they probably do not have a connection with their spouse that is to be envied. So I would say um, people who have good, healthy marriages, healthy, good, healthy connections are going to encourage you to get married young. That is a pretty universal uh, truth. Not not young in the sense of immature. Obviously, there is uh, preparation. There is um, things, There are things that you need to have when going into marriage, but I would say those things are things you've learned throughout your teen years and childhood even and not things that you should be learning in your 20s. If you're learning the lessons that you need to have learned before marriage in your 20s, you are not starting soon enough learning those lessons. Guys, people, I, I'm, I'm blown away by the lessons that people are designed to learn young that they refuse to learn until they are older. And because of that, they put themselves in a position where now, yeah, they might not be able to get married when they're, you know, 20 because they've postponed learning these lessons for so long that they're basically still an immature child at 20 years old. And it's, it's really sad to me. Um, but I would say that ideally, yes, you are designed to get married young. And this lady saying you should get married in your 30s is totally wrong. Married when I was 30, and I'm married for 41 years now. All right. So that's uh, relationship advice from a divorce lawyer. So that we know we're already on the wrong foot here. Like taking relationship advice from a divorce lawyer, it's like, uh, I don't know, Taking advice from a shark on where the best swimming spots are. There's a there's a real conflict of interest there. And so she says, well, you should wait till you're in your 30s to get married. And she knows because she is very good at, she's very good at breaking up marriages, helping marriages dissolve. And so we're supposed to take her advice. Now, look, you could get married at any time in your adult life and potentially have a successful marriage. There are people who get married in their 60s and, and you know, it's death to do we part. Now, it's that way it's kind of easier actually when you get married very late because you don't have very long until your death. And so you can have that success in that sense, kind of running out the clock, I guess. But as in general, like what should we advise people to do as a general policy? We should obviously advise them to get married younger. Bullseye, Matt Walsh. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One reason is that biology exists, okay, despite what we hear from the left. Biology is a real phenomenon. And what that means is that our biological clocks are ticking, especially for women. So if you wait until your mid-30s to get married, it might be too late to have a family. My wife is married with our number five and six right now, okay? And because uh, we like to do, we like to double up when we have kids. 
And they're already telling her she's 35. They told her this is a, this technically counts as a geriatric pregnancy at the age of 35. That's real. So she's like, that's what it is. So you're going to wait until you're in geriatric pregnancy mode to get married to begin with? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, 100% agree with what he just said there. And that's only for the women. I would say there are other reasons for the men, as I have detailed in the previous episodes of this show. Uh, for those, you can look on any episode that I have marriage in the title, and I'm probably going to be talking about, you know, I've done like probably 25 of them, and I'm probably going to be talking about uh, the importance of getting married younger, especially particularly for men. But he just pointed out the reasons that it's good for women to get married young as well, and that is a great point. And also, the other point is that if you get married younger, then you're building a life with someone rather than building your adult life first and then trying to inject somebody else into it and that can cause problems because then you feel like well this is mine this is my life and you feel like they're intruding on it there's real value in starting young and like being on the ground floor together as you build your life together that's super great advice i mean on point there as well to, to matt walsh here and props to him first of all for having the guts to stand up against these very common dating or not dating uh, marriage ideas that are really harmful in today's culture it is very normal to consider marriage uh, a good idea not only when you're older um you know for whatever reason i've i've speculated i've you know guessed elsewhere but for whatever reason it is a thing now to wait to get married until you are super old and um older than any other time in history before by the way uh, now it is normal in fact it's the average national age of first marriage for women in this country is 27 and for ma males it's 29 um you know never been that high we are we are pushing the age of marriage further and further back into the future uh for for a number of dysfunctional reasons but my point is i really appreciate when i see people saying standing up against that and and pointing out the reasons why that's not a good idea such as he's doing in this video so top marks him out walsh uh, he mentioned that it's it's way better to build a life together than to just inject somebody into it after you've already built your life you know in your 30s or 40s and that's just a wonderful point for so many reasons like he said it feels like you're adding an ingredient um, but not really a necessity. Um, but I would say there's more reasons. There's, there's there more. There's more reasons that it's it's true to um, get married younger is is being better than that. Because like, think about just how, how do you want to spend your life? We can all acknowledge that we only have so much life to live on this earth, right? You probably you know eighty years, ninety years, maybe even a hundred years. How do you want to spend that? How do you want to spend that? Because if you want to spend it doing what I would say is the most fulfilling human relationship you can possibly have on this earth, right? A marriage should be the closest relationship that you ever have to another person. If you want to spend, you know, as much of your life as possible with that person, why on this good earth would you postpone even starting that relationship until you are so far into your future that you've basically missed out on what could be even up to a decade of years that you could have spent together that you're now spending apart? You know, when you say, I'm going to get married when I'm 30, and you're per perfectly capable of getting married when you're 20, um, you are willingly giving up, you're willingly yielding a decade that you could have spent with your spouse. And you're saying, I'm good with that. I would rather spend my life that way. To me, that says either you do not think your relationship with your spouse is going to be healthy, you uh, don't think it's going to be desirable, or there are other things in your life that are more important to you than your spouse, in which case I'd say you have a serious case of misplaced priorities. Okay, guys, I really, it really breaks my heart, it makes me so sad when I hear people basically just openly saying that they would rather not spend as much of their life as possible with their spouse.
They flat out say that. I would rather not spend as much of my life as possible with my spouse. I would rather spend these these specific years doing my own thing, you know, whatever it is, whether that be growing a business, traveling, getting an education, uh, having fun, living a party culture, just whatever people do when they aren't married. I would rather do that. I would rather have those things in my life than my spouse for these years of my life. That's so sad to me. If you are capable of getting married at 20 and you postpone it until 30, you have a misplaced value system. You are not valuing the things that you should. You are not valuing uh, the the person that is actually going to end up being the most important thing to you or should be. You're not valuing them as much as you should. That's all I'm going to say there. So that's terrible advice. Let's uh, check out the next one. has completely changed our relationship so at the beginning of every month you write down new ways that you can love your person either things you can do for them or things you can do with them and you cut up the pieces of paper you fold it and you put it in something to pull from and then every morning you both choose one piece of paper and find time just to do that one thing it forces you to be intentional and it works do it all right this is what, we're doing a, uh, a cookout in the parking lot. There's someone loading a truck behind us. I don't know if you can hear that. But anyway, so what we hear from, from, from that relationship advice is that you want to write little cute things you're going to do for each other and put it on a slip of paper and then put it into a hat and pick it out of the hat at the beginning of the day. This is what happens when you get relationship advice from someone who's never like been in a relationship. That's the kind of idea. It's like if you're 16 years old, that's the kind of idea your girlfriend might have. And it's just, it's... In reality, like living your everyday life, you're not going to stick. First of all, you're not going to stick to a plan like that. If my, if my wife came to me and said, oh, we're going to we're gonna write our goals for each other on slips of paper and we're going to pick it out of a... What? I'm not going to do that. What the hell are you talking about? We, we, gotta, I got, we got kids to deal with. Like, we don't have time for this. Also, if you can think of good ways to act towards your spouse, just do that. Don't, don't write it on paper. Because how does that work? It's like if your wife comes to you and says... Oh, I want you to. I want you to listen more to me. You're not listening enough. And then I say, "Oh, sorry, it wasn't on the slip of paper today. I just, I didn't pull it out. That's why I can't do that one." Uh, so he's got a point, kind of here in the practical realm of like it's it's really not the most practical strategy for developing a healthy marriage to just write things down on paper uh, when you could just actually think of those think of those things and do them. I think the argument against him would be that it makes you more intentional, like that lady said. Uh, it makes you more intentional in uh, the sense of kind of prompting you to think of those things. Because what can happen is you can get so distracted um, if you don't have a reminder that you don't end up actually doing the things for your spouse that you perhaps should. Um, so I kind of actually disagree with Matt Walsh here a little bit. I think that, that there was nothing really necessarily wrong with that advice. I'm actually shocked it was on there because I don't see much good advice like that on social media platforms from just um, most people. So I would probably disagree with Matt Walsh a little bit there. I think there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think it could be a good strategy to just make you more intentional. Like he's he's saying here that you should just do it without the paper. And I mean, he's right. But like in the end, I think if the paper is a helpful reminder for you, then you can do it. But at the same time, I would kind of agree with him that it's not really practical. So like if, if you don't do that, it's not that you're being a bad couple. Uh, being a bad couple is just refusing to do those things altogether and not serving each other at all as Christ served the church, right? So if you're just neglecting to invest in your relationship and serve one another at period, then that's when you're actually failing. Uh, but the, the paper the paper reminders aren't necessary, but it is a good idea, I would say. If you have good ideas of how you're supposed to treat your spouse, just enact it right away. Start living that. Don't try to turn it into a cute little game. More terrible advice. What else do we got? 
my husband and I recently changed something in our communication. And let me tell you, it has changed everything. Our new house rule is every time that you have some constructive criticism for the other person, you have to lead with two positive reinforcing comments. One has to be physical and one has to be mental. For example, the other day, my husband decided that he didn't like the way I dried off our cutting knives. So instead of just coming to me after a long day of being a mom and abruptly telling me that he needs me to dry off the knives better, he started with the two compliment rule. He said, Hannah, I can tell that you have been working really hard as a mom this week and that does not go unnoticed. And then he told me that my butt looked cute in my jeans. Do you think that you could maybe do a little bit of a better job drying off these cutting knives? In the end, this small change in our communication has drastically changed the dynamic of everything. This week has felt lighter, we've had more fun, and I feel like we've gotten in less fights. So I hope this helps. So this is like the idea of a... I've heard it said before, Danny Silk has said before, the hero sandwich of like saying, hey, I really like how you're doing this. You're an awesome person. Let's work on this here in the middle and then closing it off with a, but you're still awesome. <laughs> so like surrounding the request uh, with um, not flattery, but encouragement perhaps, or uh, reassuring the person that they are still great and you love this and this and this about them. There's something to work on here in the middle and then closing it off with more praise and affection. Uh, so that's what I've heard called the hero sandwich before. Uh, and she's kind of just flipping that upside down and having two buns on top and then the burger, the the meat, the requests at the bottom, which, you know, I don't really. And guys, a lot of this stuff is just like, it doesn't really matter how you do it. You know, it's just like, just make sure you're, it's working. You know, it's not like there's, I think that's a great idea to always uh, be building up your spouse and um, making sure that the connection is trusting there and that they making sure your spouse knows you, you value them, all that. That's just all awesome. Um, so that's good. Um, as far as requests go, I do think you should be able to make requests and the connection be strong enough to not fall apart just because you didn't, you know, I don't think the connection should fall apart when you make requests if you don't add some cotton candy. You know, I, I don't know. There's a balance here, I feel like. Danny Silk has an awesome illustration that he couples this, this principle with. And it's uh, when couples come into his office for counseling, he uh, typically, even parent, parent, child counseling, he'll, he'll uh, talk to them. And um, one illustration that he uses to test their connection is he, he gives them a tissue and he says, hold this tissue out, hold this tissue out in front of you. So they hold the tissue out in front of them and he grabs it and he says, now I'm going to pull on this tissue. I want you to do this. This is my request to you. And he pulls the tissue and he says, uh, but you don't let go. You don't let go of the tissue. And what happens is the tissue ends up tearing. And he says, okay, now we're going to try this again. And he hands them his belt, his leather belt. And he says, now you hold this end and don't let go. And he says, I'm going to pull it. Then th that represents the request that I'm asking of you. I want you to uh, be in bed by this time. I want you to dry the knives a certain way, according to the TikTok video here we just watched. I want you to make the bed a certain way. I want you to uh, do this when you get home or something, whatever it is. And he pulls. And what happens is they don't let go and they move towards him right? Because the connection, the belt was stronger than the tissue, right? If the connection is fragile and you put, you know, with a fragile connection, even the smallest of requests and the smallest of criticisms, constructive criticisms will result in a severed connection. Whereas if you have a good connection, if you've invested a lot of time into creating a good connection and you pull on the belt, you pull on the connection, it's not going to tear right? It's going to be strong enough to withstand the request. So I would say that this lady here, 
you know, talking about her husband's willingness to shower her with praise, flattery, encouragement, uh, before he puts any demand on the relationship, before he asks anything of her. I mean, that's a great strategy. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think that their connection ideally should be strong enough for him to just ask and her uh, not and connection not be severed because he asks something. So that's ideally what I should say would say happen. I don't know what Matt Walsh is going to say that to that, though. Let's go ahead and see. Uh, no, it doesn't help. Okay, that bullshit advice does not help. First of all, that's a trap, man, to begin with. So when, when your wife comes to you and says, oh, no, I, I can take constructive criticism, but just say something positive first. That's not, not going to work in practice, okay? Because you could, you, could, you could lead with 50 things you like about them. You could spend an hour listing, honey, this is what I love about you, and then just spend an hour listing stuff. As soon as you get to the bad thing, that's all. That's that's the headline right there, and all the other stuff dissipates, okay, it evaporates. So just don't believe that in the first place. And then on the other end of it, as a man, I don't want that. Don't come to me. Like I don't. I know the setup. Just get to the point. So as soon as my wife comes in and says, uh, "Honey, you know, I I really like how you ironed your pants this morning, and I think you're a nice person." Okay, yeah. What you're about to criticize me? Get to the get to it. Come on. What is it going to be? What did I do this time? Just what what helps more in a marriage, take it from me, is just to be direct and get to the point, cut to the chase. If you have a problem, say it, and then you move on with your lives. Because everything we're hearing so far from TikTok is just ways of like drawing all this out. Yeah, he does have a point here, I think, in that a lot of these TikTok advice videos that he's reviewed so far are shortcuts to try and improve connection that simply is not there and has not been developed. So I would say that he's got a great point here in the sense of, I, I kind of disagree with him that it's pointless. I think, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the hero sandwich or the the double compliment and then request method. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, and what I believe Danny Silk would say is, the connection has to be strong enough. Otherwise, the requests and demands you put on a relationship could tear the connection, could tear your relationship apart. Right. Because if your connection is not strong enough for the person to handle a request or a uh, a demand, even a demand that you're putting on it, like this really bothers me when you do this. I would like you f for you to do this. Um, if your connection is not strong enough to handle those requests and demands, then it's just going to break. It's just going to tear. Um, and I think there's no there's no shortcut you can add to fix that. So, for example, this woman, I think her name was Hannah. She was saying that her husband did something awesome and he gave her compliments before he made a request. If their connection was not strong enough to handle that request to begin with, then all the compliments in the world before it would not help. You cannot just shortcut a connection problem. You can't just fix a connection problem by adding compliments. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. That's not how it works. There are no shortcuts to build connection. Connection is bent through, is uh, built through shared time, shared history, quality time, building, uh, spending time together, working together on projects together, um, you know, vulnerability, sharing, um, intimacy, closeness, conversation. That's how you build a connection. Effort. You put, you build a connection through effort. And if that is not there, you can't just expect to throw flattery at your partner before a request, um, in order to fix, fix the inevitable blow up. That's not how it works. So I would agree with Matt Walsh there. What's next? You know how, when you ask me what I want to eat and then I say, I don't know, right. and then right. <laughs> we go in circles. <laughs> And then sometimes we even get in an argument about that. Or like you ask me like what I want to do and then I'm like, I don't know. And then it's the notebook scene. Okay. What do you want? Yeah. 
It's not that simple. I feel like I, I do know, but I'm saying I don't know because I wish right. you would just be in your masculine and take the lead. Okay. And it makes me feel like I have to make all the decisions and decide everything. And it mm. like it kind of pisses me off. And so I'm saying I don't know because I wish you would just take the lead. Mm. So that's a common complaint that I've heard uh, people talk about either online or in person or just girls often will say, oh, I wish the guy would just take charge and take the lead and make a decision, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I kind of, I, I know, I don't really know what that's like because I'm not a girl, but I've heard a lot of them say that. So I assume that's a problem. Um, uh, that I would just say to help maybe perhaps this girl understand this man is perhaps probably not trying to yield his masculine role, his leadership role. He's not trying to shove off the responsibility on someone else and have them make all the decisions. He's probably actually just trying to be thoughtful and not uh, charge through uh, a wish that you have perhaps, or if you have a preference, he's probably not trying to, um, you know, just totally ignore that. He's probably trying to get your input. He's probably trying to get your advice, make sure he's not making decisions all by himself because like, when guys do that, sometimes we, we get it wrong, obviously. So he's probably just trying to make it a, a, a team effort, trying to get your input since you are a team. Um, but I totally get what she's saying about a lot of guys just need to sometimes they're sometimes what she needs is not, you know, you to make the read her mind and make the right decision, but just to make a decision period and not have her, um, you know, having to give you all this, all this stuff, all this input and make every decision basically for you, uh, because you're always asking for a preference. So I would see what she's saying there. I could see how that would be frustrating. And for the guy, I could see how it'd be frustrating too, because he's just trying to be thoughtful, right? He's just trying to show preference. He's just trying to be, um, to get her input, to get her wisdom, get her insight. And instead of just charging through and making all the decisions himself, himself, he's actually trying to get input, right? So that's, I kind of relate with both of them there, understand both of them. Um, so yeah, that'd be hard. And it seems like they're working it out great. They're just talking about it on the internet. Let's see what Matt Walsh says though. Okay, so you want me to take the lead actually more and especially in decision-making processes yeah. because you feel like you're being in the masculine role. You know, the irony is I'm trying not to be toxic masculine. I'm trying not to be disrespectful. And so I'm trying to make sure and give you an equal mm. say an equal, you know, option and opinion. And I'm actually trying to help you feel included in that decision-making process. But what I'm hearing is actually that you don't necessarily want that. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like you need to worry about being domineering unless you were going to like force me to do something and like, no, I said mm. we're doing this today. Like you don't have a say. That would be domineering. But when you take the lead and then you're open to me being like, no, actually, oh. you know, I don't want that. Then that's really healthy. So, but I actually really prefer you to take the lead to make decisions so I can be in my feminine. And I actually love most of the decisions that you make and it feels good. Awesome. All right. Good. So finally a little bit of sanity you, you, see, you see glimmers of it every once in a while on tiktok and uh i never thought i'd find it on a channel called what was that channel called the yoga the yoga couple well so before we get to that here's the bad news the woman is married to this guy and she wants him to be masculine well unfortunately for you you married a guy with long hair who does yoga so that was out the window to begin with but now it's actually very sad because she's like, I married this overgrown child. Uh, I married a guy that looks like, you know, a 15 year old sporting his first goatee. And she just wants masculinity in the marriage, but she can't have it. So it's a very sad and tragic thing. Meanwhile, this guy has been 
conditioned by society that toxic masculinity is bad and you know we want to have equality of the sexes and this is what he's been told and so he's been living that way and now he's being told by his wife no i actually want you to be a man because that's what you are and he's sitting there like oh really you mean you you want me to be a man you want the man to be a man i, I didn't know i'm sorry because that's the reality no matter what we're told by society we're trying you know society tries to condition us away from our natural inclinations you know from from natural law in many ways but no matter what they do it can't change it is that in in most scenarios a woman is with a man because she wants a man a man's with a, wo a woman because he wants a woman and yes she wants you to take the lead now she might not like it when you put it like that okay so deciding where you're gonna eat she might not want you to say honey I'll take the lead here I'll tell you where we're gonna eat she doesn't want you to say that she just wants you to do it decide where you're gonna eat and tell her and you know she'll live with it so that's good advice that one you can take to the bank all the rest of it you can toss into the wood chipper like so much else that we get on TikTok. and that's where he ends the video I would say overall um I kind of agreed with about half of what Matt Walsh said and about you know a fourth of the TikTok advice advice that we heard. So I think that last one was obviously the best, exactly like he pointed out. Um, that was the most healthy example of a couple working through a very real problem that they're having and the guy wanting to be thoughtful while also wanting to be a man and fulfill his role in the marriage and make sure the wife has everything she needs. And the wife is just wanting to not have to make, she, she's feeling like she's making every decision there. She's feeling like there's no leadership. There's no, all the weight is on her, uh, which obviously that, that would be a terrible feeling. Uh, for anybody. So I would say that um, there's a balance there for sure, because there is such thing as uh, tyrannical husbands. There is such thing as a husband who is a dictator, as a husband who is charging ahead and um, saying that God has given him instruction when really he's just want, he's just doing what he wants and not asking the advice and wisdom of his wife. He's not relying on her as his equal and opposite uh, counterpart. He's not relying on her as his counselor or his best friend or his teammate or his um confidant he's really just sort of doing whatever he wants and get uh, using god as a crutch to do so by saying god has spoken to me we're doing this um no matter what you what you say or think and that there is such a thing as the husband who does that but i would say that today that's probably i don't know i've seen people like that i've seen like even people in my i've in my own extended family I have done that before and i just don't know that is a problem and i would never want to undermine that but at the same time I think today, a lot of the problems that I'm seeing young people have in relationships, even before marriage, like in the dating stage or whatever, they're actually wanting, you know, uh, somebody, the, the girls, especially the girls are wanting somebody to take, take the lead. They're wanting somebody to bear their own weight instead of asking her to make all the decisions is what I hear a lot of them saying. Um, so I do think they've got a point there. I think as guys, we need to step up and be willing to just, you know, Every decision does not have to be some lengthy debate or not debate does not have to be some lengthy questioning process to find out what our significant other really wants. We can just sort of do something. And did you hear what that woman said? She said, I really like it when you do that. And I end up, I think you actually make really good decisions. I trust you to make really good decisions. You can do this. I love what you choose. Um, and it takes so much weight off me when you do so. I think that's a great thing for guys to do because that is taking weight off her. It's taking pressure off her. It's taking decision-making you know, offer. Um, so you're actually helping. You might think you're being domineering when really you're actually taking weight off her. You're providing what she needs by just simply making a decision in the moment that needs to be made quickly instead of dragging it out and making it this elongated process of, you know, 
well, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to just, you know, walking around her like you're walking on eggshells or something. Again, that speaks to me of you probably don't think your connection is that strong <laughs> if you're doing all these things and you are, you know, trying not to do anything or make any decision that she doesn't like. It's like, is your connection really so fragile that you feel like if you make a single mistake, it's all going to fall apart? You know, to me, that there's just no no more of that's a, that's a nightmare. Imagine a relationship like that where if you had to be so careful that you could not make any mistake because if you did, things would just deteriorate and she would just throw in the towel and say, you're the worst person I've ever met. You're so unthoughtful, unkind, and loving. I'm leaving. Bye. Imagine a relationship like that. That would be so exhausting. I want a relationship where the connection is strong enough, where we have worked to build something together that is so strong that even if I make a decision that she doesn't like, she just tells me and we work through it. It's not like I've dropped a nuclear bomb on Hiroshima or something. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I think connect. my point, if, if you get anything throughout this whole podcast episode, I want you to get the importance of connection and the importance of a strong connection because the demands and the requests are going to come and you have to be able to work through those. The storms of life are going to come and you have to be able to work through those together without fear of things breaking apart. You have to have a surety, a a trust in your connection you have to have a surety you have to have a trust in your connection you have to know that it is going to weather the storms and if you've got that then you guys you guys are going to make it you're going to weather anything that comes your way right you know that the other one is not just going to bail when things get tough or when you make a wrong decision or when you accidentally do this or when this happens just anything is not strong enough to break your connection Therefore, you will be successful as a couple. That's just so such an encouraging thought. Brings so much peace to a relationship. Brings so much peace to your mind as individuals who are choosing to live as one. It just brings so much peace to things. So I love that principle that we've learned throughout all these TikTok reactions. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to reach out and let me know what you thought, you can do so through the link in the show notes. Send me a voice message with a comment, question, a review, a thank you, anything, a story. If you would like to share your story on the show, I'd love to hear it. It makes me feel very connected with my audience when I hear your voice. If you're if that is not your thing, you can also follow us on social media at Restoring Rapport on Instagram and Facebook. We post there regularly quotes pertaining to marriage and family therapy. And we hope to see you guys there. And especially, I hope to hear your voice because that makes me, as I said, feel super connected to my audience. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time.